give recruits some advice as to how they should go about these these common problems? Well, I think the biggest thing is that when you're reaching out to these coaches, I would recommend more so looking for the director of recruiting or the director of on-campus recruiting at that school and email them and include your transcript. The first thing we do. That's a great tip. Yeah. yeah, The first thing we do when when we hear from a recruit in any capacity is try to find their transcript. And if they provide that for us, that's just us getting to your film a lot quicker. Hey, welcome back. I'm Bill. I'm here with JR, and we have a very special guest from the new zoo today, the new zoo. But before we get into our director of on-campus recruiting, and she's going to tell us so many things about Idaho and proper grammar and how to pronounce things, JR, May 6th, special day in your life, birthday, anniversary, what is it? Get my car back, finally. May $15,000 up to now, 15, by the way. $15,000. My oh car gosh. would have been totaled for 15000 Do you know how many cars I've owned that didn't even cost $15,000? I've seen your cars. So I, uh, I know you got some that are way over fifteen. <laughs> you, you're rolling in style, man. Where is your car right now? It's up in Columbia, and it's uh, getting parts ordered. So Dents Unlimited, about- I would highly recommend them. Dense Unlimited. Very cool. Now, how about your other car? Because you had, you had two get damaged. Is that one back yet or what? The electric car has not made it yet. It's chilling out in the driveway with some holes in a couple different things. and <laughs> It'll go up there May 6th. Uh, it'll get fixed sometime this year. And then, but at least you get one back, right? Yeah, we'll have one. Yeah. So. What, day, what day quarantine is this for you, JR? What, what day are you on right now? Oh, are, are you still keeping track? That's a great question. I lose track of days. I think we went on quarantine maybe the 16th of March. So you, are you making like little marks, tick marks on your wall no. with a knife or something? Or are you just marking no. it out? No, no, no. Are you, are you, are you about to get a new job yet? Are you, are you looking for a second job or something though? Yeah. I think my I, job is this podcast at the moment. So perfect. Great answer. That's a perfect well. answer. That's right. It does. It pays amazingly well. Amazingly well. In a different life, it'll pay well. Yeah, someday. Uh, JR, you lined up our guest for us tonight, and I've got a lot of questions for her because I looked at her bio. She's done something that's totally interesting to me. But tell me who we got. So we're super excited. I hope I don't butcher her last name, even though she just told us how to pronounce it about five minutes ago. We have Tori Schoonover who is the director of on-campus recruiting at the University of Missouri. Came in uh, with Coach Drinkwitz from App State. She's got one heck of a story, and uh, we're super excited to have her here tonight. I'm happy to be here. Tori, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get to Missouri? It's been quite a journey in the last year or so, but I went to Boise State. Uh, spent about six years total in their football department. I got my undergraduate and my master's degree there. Um, spring of 2019, so just last spring really, I was offered a job at App State. 
And I had worked with Coach Drinkwitz for two seasons before when he was the tight ends coach in 2014 and then the QB coach and offensive coordinator at Boise in 2015. So when he offered me that job, I packed up the car and drove 44 hours across the country to East Coast, which, East Coast, which I had uh, never been close to. So that was really fun. Just packed up my dog and I and drove out there and spent an awesome 10 months at App State. Uh, it was, I was an administrative assistant by title, but most of my duties were team operations and recruiting. So I did a lot of day-to-day stuff, all the travel, visits. I mean, you name it, I had my hands in it, which was fantastic. Um, spent the season there. Did, you know, we ended up 13-1, and one, went to the New Orleans Bowl. Um, and then post-New Orleans Bowl, he had, well, I guess before the New Orleans Bowl, he had accepted the job at Missouri. And so I finished out the bowl game and packed my stuff up again. And it was just 12 hours this time, but drove. Just 12. Just 12. Just 12. That's all right. Felt, it That's felt fun. easy. Just drove from Boone to Columbia and started on January 4th. Very cool. Now, yeah. we, we talked about grammar, and I want to hit on this a little bit because yes. JR got your last name right. One but for one. one for one. Now we have to correct a lot of people because you were in Boise but most people say Boise, right? Yes, yes. So, so for like me, the, the Midwest guy, if I say Boise, I'm totally a foreigner. Like they know right away I'm not from around. 100%. There. If I'm in downtown Boise okay. and I hear people talking and they're calling it Boise, I know that they're new to the area. Or they're... <laughs> <laughs> nice. As nice. locals, I'll, we'll, we'll call you out. You'll call you. Oh, that's that's we'll, we'll go over and fix it. Just so you're. you're <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I, I'm not above fixing. That's for sure. I need plenty <laughs> of fixing. So I'm very interested because while you were there getting your master's of program, your master's degree, it was a master's in athletic leadership. Yes. And I've never heard of that before. It's very intriguing to me. Can you give us an idea of what all that involves? Yeah, so it's actually really it can translate over into like an organizational leadership degree, but it's geared towards those working in athletics. So everyone in my class, in order to apply for the um, degree program, you had to be or be becoming a graduate assistant in an athletics department. So you had anyone from athletic trainers to swim and dive assistant coaches, golf coaches, there's quite a few of us in football. Um, but really just all aspects of an athletic department. Um, And the classes itself, the first year is a little bit more breaking down sports. So you do a lot of psychology, uh, sociology classes. It's very debate and presentation oriented. So there's really not much on paper tests, but it's very much applicable, you know, to a job that you're seeking. Um, And then that second year is a lot more dependent on teaching you how to run a department or be a part of a department. So a lot of the simulations we would do in classes were, here's a situation, you're the athletic director, how would you handle this? And you kind of set up a department and and roll through it that way. And then your last semester is building a portfolio about yourself. So it was interesting for me because I was doing that in Boone, North Carolina. I just moved uh, a month into my final semester. So I was doing it off of an actual job that I had just taken, which was interesting to me because I could break it down while I'm doing it. But, um, and you just kind of take your portfolio and you go back and you present it and 
there you are. I mean, it's, it's very cool because you get to see these guys that I went to school with and it's a fairly new program. I think it was, I think now it's six or seven years old, probably seven years old. Um, but you just get to see where all these graduates are going. And a lot of them are coaches um, in all their various sports. Most everyone I know that pursued um, a certain job has something like that job. So it's just very real world type experience, which is awesome. And um, I mean, the people are fantastic. The program itself is run. I mean, the class choices that they have are awesome. And Tori, we were talking about it. You know, you've had quite the journey from Boise, you know, to, uh, to App State and now Mizzou. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your current job being the director of on-campus recruiting? Yeah, so there's – it's kind of hard to explain in the sense that you have to look at recruiting as there's an off and an on-campus aspect to it. So we have um, the director of recruiting, who's Jake Bresky. He handles everything that happens off campus. So that's most of what the public sees. That's the coaches traveling to the high schools. That's really coordinating anything with the high schools. Um, in a way, it's camps, a little bit more of the satellite camps, so where we send our coaches to. Um, and then just, I mean, everything else really that falls under recruiting, he handles in that aspect. And then I handle everything once it actually comes onto campus. So I take care of all the visits, both official and unofficial, which I can break down in a little bit. Um, all camps on campus, and then any like events. So I host junior days, uh, spring game would have been a big one for us. Game days during the season are a huge game day for me. Um, and just really anything, once a kid comes onto campus, they're under my wing and I take them and their family. You know, I think a lot of people don't understand exactly what really does go on when they've got an on-campus visit. And, mm -hmm. I mean, describe the typical day like uh, kind of what you're going through that from the morning until they leave or or yeah. something to that effect. Would this be for like an official visitor? Or yeah, more let's call official, yeah. Official, yep. So the biggest difference between official and unofficial is really just the what you can do with them. So official visits, it's been approved through compliance. Um, they're coming onto campus. They're, they're equally interested in us as we are in them. And it's kind of important to, to have that weekend so that the kid can get a feel for us and we can get a feel for them. And that's really the biggest visit that they can take. Um, but we get them here and they can bring their families, which I always recommend because I feel like their parents need to know where they're going, their siblings need to know. Um, and they come in, and we basically take them for three days, two or three days, depending on what their schedule permits. And, you know, take them, show them the city, show them what you can, like places to go eat, take them out and really get that Columbia atmosphere. And then the Saturday's our biggest day. So typically the way I set up my visits is I show them in the morning on Saturday, the campus, um, I have them meet with academics. So we find out not only what they want to study, but what their career interests are, if they have them. Um, because a lot of times, you know, they have an interest in their degree, but they want to do something that's a little bit different so we can help guide them in that way. So we kind of take that day and um, talk about their two dreams. So Coach Drinkwitz has a big thing where he wants you to chase two dreams, which is a life with football and a life after football. So that Saturday, morning, I really focus on the life after football. And I show them, you know, what our academics can do for them and take them on campus and kind of create that second aspect of them being a, a student athlete. Um, and then it just depends on the time of year. If it's during the season, we'll have a game and we can get them in that game atmosphere and, and, and get them down the field until kickoff and 
they get to kind of watch it and actually be a spectator for that little bit. But if it's off season, which is what we're going through now, we typically um, find out something that they like to do. Maybe it's bowling. Maybe I've taken them axe throwing before. Um, <laughs> I've heard that's up there. It's fun. Yeah. I, I, did, I was a little nervous about that one. <laughs> it was fun and safer than I thought. But um, just take them to go do something fun and just really let them let loose and, and see, you know, we want to make sure that they can feel comfortable with us. Because while we're strangers that weekend, I mean, if they choose to be with us, that's, that's our next four or five years. Um, so we just want to let them have some fun and then usually take them to a nice dinner and get the staff and their families around the kid and his family. And then Sundays cleaning up anything we really didn't get a chance to do. That's a lot more of your meetings, um, that happen. So the head coach meetings, position meetings, and then they typically go home. So, I mean, it's jam packed three days, but you fit just everything you can into it. And not a lot of people see that. Yeah. Right. But, right. So how does that contrast with an unofficial visit? And I ask because social media is huge nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. For high school football players, high school, anything athlete, they're trying to get into uh, college. And the next thing you know, you see all these pictures of guys, gals are at different schools, unofficials doing whatever. How does the unofficial visit differ in that respect? I mean, for one, the biggest thing is what we can do. We cannot give them anything, purchase. I mean, it's really a lot different from a official visit in that aspect. And the time is really different too. Usually they're, I mean, if we have a junior day, they're usually here from about 10 to two. So it's, it's quicker. Um, it's more of a group atmosphere. If you can get kids away, you can, um, that's, that's good. But usually you're hosting unofficial events during like practices and, spring games would have been a big one for us um and then game days you have them too you have groups of kids that are interested and that's kind of a it's more of a free-for-all I guess you could call it where um we want you to come and get on campus so we want everyone to be able to come and get on campus and come check us out and see what our program has to offer and it's really a more open-faced recruiting I guess is the best way to put it on official visits that makes sense to me makes sense yeah. to me you know, and you mentioned, uh, we were kind of talking off air, uh, we're exchanging emails and whatnot. We're having to do more, or you're having to do more virtual official visits just because nobody can be around each other right now. Right. Uh, how are you guys kind of, I guess, transitioning into that? I mean, it's tough. It's hard because like I said, the whole point of recruiting is to get the kid comfortable, get him where he's going to be spending the next couple years of his life. Um, and being able to like, have to having to do that on zoom or FaceTime even is just, you're missing those senses. You're missing the, those, you know, they don't have the same feeling that they can get when they're in person. So it works, but it's a little bit more just factual and like sitting, you know, sitting down with an itinerary and like, all right, we're going to talk academics. We're going to talk meeting now. Now we're going to meet with the head coach rather than letting it flow. And it's, it's, you're just missing that person on person contact, which really plays a huge part in recruiting. How do you think that's, that's working so far? I mean, I think for what we can do, it's, it's not bad. We've had one so far, one full official visit, which like I said, we made last, I think he was actually about five and a half hours and you just take him through the day. There's, there's breaks in between. So he's not just sitting at his computer for a couple mm -hmm. of hours, but it's just as much as you can, you have other people zoom in and the full staff was able to get in and we could have cool. academics. We actually had um, one of the vice provosts for student affairs that popped in and 
and you yeah. really give him as much as you can, but know that he's just sitting there. <laughs> so will will that count against one of their official visits, or is this just a whole nother? It'd be like a phone call. A phone call. Okay. It'd be like a phone call. That's really kind of interesting. And it is. I was telling Jr. a few episodes ago, and and some other some of our other guests that there's really going to be some interesting changes that come out of this because there's jobs that we don't even know need to be created, but this is going to help create those things. This is going to help give people access to more things, not only in this country, but really internationally. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot. (laughs) I'm sorry. Tell us about coach Drinkwitz. I mean, I drove 44 hours to go work. <laughs> that should tell you everything you need to know. That, that's no, he, pretty much true. That, that family just as a whole, he's awesome in the sense that he's a young coach. He wants those that are, I mean, I'm 25 and he knows, you know, he sees that same potential in me. I would assume that he felt for himself and he's just easy to work with. He's open to creativity. He's, you know, I can go to him with, most anything I need to ask and and feel comfortable doing so when it comes to our visits like hey I want to try this out and and I get you know I get his opinion on it and like we get to have that dialogue which is very important it's not just here's an idea no here's an idea no it's we get to talk about it and I mean I knew him let's see he went from Arkansas State to Boise State and that was the same year I started was when he made that transition and him and his family I actually nannied for his family um in 2014 so i watched he only had two at the time Essen and emerson and got to know his wife and just really fell in love with that family they're just good people and then he went to nc state for three years so my, my senior year and then uh no my junior year and the two years of senior year grad school and then when he took the app state job and offered me something too i was ready to go packed up and moved out the next week <laughs> That's really cool. I saw this great video on Twitter for signing day. I'm sure you're, you're going to know what video I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. He's and people on the people at home can't see me, but he's literally looking at his phone like this. You know, he's, he's staring that was at my it. phone. Actually, it was your phone. Okay. <laughs> and all of a sudden he's jumping up, running around, pumping his arms. And the comment I saw on there was, when you got somebody who's this excited over what's coming, how could how can you go wrong? Because this type of energy is it, oh, it's yeah. not fake. It's not fake. You I mean you you can't just try and you know recreate that all the time. It's genuine energy. So that oh. that was pretty cool to see. His passion for what he does is unmatched. I mean, it's every day is fired up. Here's new ideas. Here's creative. I mean, it is it's awesome because it keeps, it keeps my job. It keeps everyone's jobs there flowing and nothing is ever stagnant. We're always just trying to be better than we were yesterday and be better than we were, you know, I mean, it's just all about growth. And that day, the signing day, I mean, we caught that one on video because Ennis was the only kid that we didn't know for sure what was happening. We had heard from the rest of the guys. um, And I believe at that time we were only waiting on one more after him. So we had known, but his reaction was like that with every single kid. I mean, we knew these guys the campus but we weren't filming him because we knew they were coming to us and so every time we get one I mean that dude's doing laps <laughs> everyone's excited the whole coaching staff is up and, and <laughs> out and the, the, just the energy you can just tell like we've only been here a month at that point but this place is 
is ready. We're, I mean, they were ready. We were ready to go. Very cool. That, Very cool. that one with Ennis was awesome because it was able to kind of give the fans an insight like, yeah, this is what we've been doing all day. This is, this is your new leader. <laughs> sure, absolutely. You know, and I think you alluded to it, just with the quarantine and everything that's going on, he doesn't have a chance to really get out and, and see people talk to people in groups, you know, and whatnot, you're having, you don't have a chance to get a lot of kids on campus. So what are you guys doing on top of the virtual visits and whatnot to promote the Mizzou brand during all this? It's just a lot of contact. I mean, the good thing about it is that we know that all these kids are at home on their phones. So what can we best do to utilize their time spent on their phone and without being an overwhelming, like, without overwhelming them with like uh, graphics and videos. Yeah, and we just really have to structure out how we're going to, who's going to talk to them and, and just make sure that we touch on these guys each week to keep them, you know, we send them stuff and we send them a variety of things from academic information to we're finding out what their favorite like artists is and music and what they like to listen to. And just kind of, it's a good time to get to know these kids because they want to talk about it. And when you get busy with recruiting in person, I mean, sometimes you don't have all that time to be able to just chat. And now it's, it's almost a tool because we get to know these guys in a way that we might not have been able to until we got them on campus. I think you mentioned it too. There's some excitement going on up there. You know, it's every time there's, there's somebody new coming in and then obviously, you know, he's got a lot of energy. He seems very authentic, very genuine. I think people, it, 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 it's almost like being on the, the mystery tour right now because all you're seeing is if you're connected into social media outlet or whatnot to, to see what's really going on. And what do you think he's going to bring to the table in, in terms of for fans who are, who are starving to just see some consistency around here? Uh, not to put you on the spot, but, uh, you know, you were with him at a, a couple different places to where he had a ton of success. Yeah, absolutely. And I think – I mean, a lot of it is the energy. Um, a lot of it is what he can bring to the table as a coach and the coaching staffs that he puts together. And I, I mean, I don't know much about that aspect of the game, but just listening to the game plan and the way that they kind of go through everything is, I mean, they're just fired up to get out onto the field and not being able to do spring practices right now has definitely been a bummer for everybody. Cause I think there was a lot of stuff that they wanted to do that everyone has been looking forward to for a long time. But I just think that energy that he brings and the way that he is able to create a team atmosphere of family, and it's all about that culture that you have within the, within the room. I mean, you can have an entire roster of five-star kids, but mm -hmm. he, I mean, we do a lot better with those chip-on-the-shoulder type kids, and he creates this, like, this drive in all of them. And then cohesively, that's a dangerous group of men. And it doesn't matter what they were before or anything like that. So I think the way he's looking at it is clean slate, chip on shoulder, cohesiveness, let's create this culture, let's go out there and win. I mean, he does it at most every place he's been to. Mm -hmm. I think there's just that drive in him and the coaches want to be with him because they see him as this fireball of energy leading the program. And the, the kids have really latched onto it. I mean, I think that they, you can just tell, they're just excited. Yeah, I think they've probably latched on to all of you guys as from – from the people who help clean the locker room and give them their equipment through recruiting, through the coaches, through, through everyone. And I love the fact that you guys are using the obstacles of what you're given now as raw material to create a new way 
to thrive during this time, yes. not just survive and be like, all right, check in, all right, check in, all right. Get past that and go to, yeah, it's an obstacle, but if we, if we are mm-hmm. creative and think about it, we can actually determine some things that we would normally do, like you're walking through the weight room, hey man, what kind of music you wanna to listen to or mm-hmm. whatever that may be. We, we could still create that and have those conversations we're just doing it a little different now. So. Oh yeah. It's turning adversity into opportunity is really what. Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. Coach, coach and I work with kids all the time, high school kids. And no matter how many times you tell them, you still got to tell them, tell them what you told them and then tell them again. So I want them to hear from you, the director of on-campus recruiting, how important is their social media? extremely important. What you post is kind of a reflection of you. And unfortunately, a lot of times kids get caught up in social media and they have poor choice of what they decided to post or say or comment and, you know, Mm -hmm. and that just haunts them. And unfortunately it does play a huge role, especially now. And that's such a, it's so interesting because it's so recent. We didn't really have any of that social media, even when I was going through high school and I graduated in 2013. Like we really mm-hmm. didn't, have, I had Facebook and I think that was about it. Oh my God. Don't say that. 2013. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. High school. I, um, but, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have you beat. Just a couple right? Just a couple. Let's keep going. Cause I'm, I'm depressed now, but go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> No, I mean, it's just extremely important to watch what they post and colleges really do look at that stuff. Like you, you, you use their social media to pull a lot of just information on them. But at the same time, if you scroll on it and we're not scrolling through their stuff, but if you go on their page and it's just untasteful and the stuff that they happen to say is not very appropriate. And it really, so at the end of the day, if we, if they're going to be on our roster, they're representing the back of their Jersey with their name but they're representing the front of their jersey too. And we want whoever's looking up both of those to be proud of what they see. And so just the importance of making sure that, you know, they keep it clean, just keep it professional in a sense, even though you're in high school. Like it's, it's very important. What we tell kids all the time is that just because somebody offered you something doesn't mean they can't take it away. And I happen to know the director of recruiting at a school that you guys have played in the past. I'm not going to mention his name or the school right now, uh, but I've had the opportunity to talk to him and he's like, you know, coach, we we've taken away scholarships because so-and-so wants to post this on their Twitter. So-and-so wants to put this on, you know, whatever Twitter gram snap book stuff they want to use, you know, <laughs> and we just, we don't need that around here because it just gets in our way. Like it's not part of our process. And I think sometimes kids nowadays are like, well, that can't happen to me, but it does happen, doesn't it? It does happen. It does happen. And I know a lot of players that once they get into college, they just take, you know, they take a break through seasons or through fall camp, especially a lot of kids will just take it off through fall camp because they get tired, they're frustrated, you know, and they go through all these different emotions and the last thing they need to do is do any sort of lashing out on social media. And so they'll just delete it for the time being and they'll come back to it later. But I mean, it's just, it's a tool and it can be harmful is really at the end of the day, what social media can do nowadays. It's definitely important to keep everyone connected, but just watching what you say on it is key. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have like three followers, so I'm not sure it's going to bother me too much. <laughs> so I'm still working my way up, but maybe, maybe someday. Maybe one day. It's okay. I'm like you got more than three. <laughs> what are you, who are you kidding, man? So, Tori, you said you've been in uh, Columbia since January. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming you haven't spent too much time in Missouri uh, before that. What What do you kind of think been to the so state far? Before this. Okay. So what do you think so far? I like it. It reminds me a lot of Boise. Really, it does. The, the Columbia, uh, the weather, we don't have humidity. So I experienced that <laughs> last week for the first time. Uh, yeah. Oh, that wasn't humid. That was not humid. Okay. No. That's what I got when I texted somebody. And <laughs> said, yeah, that's not humid. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> my fiance is from Little Rock. So he's, oh, okay. he's even ready to make fun of me. But I mean, Boone didn't have anything. North Carolina's humid, but Boone didn't really get humid at all. So this will be the first summer of that. Um, but the town is nice. I mean, the people are so friendly. And we've gone around. We found some of our favorite spots here already. And, and places I actually like to take recruits to, they both kind of coincide, which is awesome. But, I mean, it's a nice town. It's, it's good-sized, really. Uh, it feels like a college town, but it's a full city, which is cool. And, what do you see as – kind of the biggest difference between what you were doing at App State and Mizzou? 100% that it's focused on recruiting. I mean, App State, it would be, I did team travel, I did parent liaison, business office, just day-to-day everything. And then I would help with recruiting on the weekends. And I did a little bit less that. Here, it's full-on social media and 24-7 recruiting, never ends. Yeah. February 5th and February 6th, it's the next board. That's pretty awesome though. I mean, you, you set your sight to something and you've taken these steps that you're talking to us about that. It, it's really cool. I kind of want to know what is it about college athletics that drives you there versus maybe going and being an athletic director in the school district for a high school? College athletics to me is just, I don't know. It's just always been so entertaining and I've never really gotten into professional sports and high school sports. I loved because I was a part of it. And, um, I, I did some stuff with like the boys sports and everything, but there's just always been something about college athletics and how entertaining it can be and how cohesive it is. And kind of a good question because high school and college really aren't that different to me. It's the same school spirit. It's the same energy that they have. They're still pursuing academics on top of it. It's just, it's raw fun. And JR and I have been fortunate, you know, a couple of years ago, JR wins a state title in baseball. Mm-hmm. And I could tell you that I'm at my house, I'm listening to that game. And JR, what inning did it go into? What, uh, how many innings? One extra it? inning. So. One extra inning. But like every inning, there was something happening yeah. over and over and over again that could have just turn the turn the tide and I see those same things at college so I completely agree with you that it's the atmosphere that you create and that's what you were talking about with coach Drinkwitz and in App State and all those other places you've been and the other jobs that you've done and and stuff like that through Boise I gotta get it right now Boise (laughs) you know that's that's just that's really cool so I'm gonna ask you one more question I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to see, I'm going to see if you've learned this already. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. There you go. Done. She's in, JR. <laughs> She's in. I'm in. She's in. 
Jr. We got to get her back on after game day. Absolutely. Yeah, talk, we'll talk I, after the first game. <laughs> after the first game, I want to. I want to hear this. But you actually have a familiar opponent on Mizzou's schedule from App we State. We do Louisiana. You have Louisiana on your schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, where are they at? Are they towards the end of the year? Or are they? I think they're in November. I don't, I don't, okay, so you towards the end, if I'm if I'm so remembering Coach, correctly. Coach Napier and Coach Drinkwitz going at it again. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to be a it's going to be a pretty interesting thing there. I I, I want to come to that. I I guess one other follow up question is. At what age do you stop recruiting people? Because I'm pretty convinced that I, I could still go out and play for like a quarter, one quarter. Huh? I think I could get a quarter in. Hey, do you have your you eligibility or did you use all your eligibility? No, I have one, I have one year left. I have all one right, year let's left. Go. So let's we'll get you on an official. Let's go. I have the perfect right, dinner. Well, we could, you <laughs> we'll do? All right, sweet. <laughs> if if oh, Mizzou awesome. has to put you on the field, they have serious issues. <laughs> JR, are you kidding me? If, if I break my ankle, I could fix it right there. I could just reset it. It'd be, it'd be perfect. It'd be we perfect. don't even need another team doctor. He oh, be- my. Yeah, that's what he does for us, too. So it works out I'm perfect. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> JR, what else do you got? So I've got a kind of a fun question for you here. Uh, how blue actually is that field? Out so it is blue. But it's not that bad in person. I mean, everyone complained when we would wear all, when they would wear all blue on the blue, mm-hmm. that they couldn't see it from TV. But in person, you can totally tell. So my response to that was just come to the game in person. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's very blue. It's even bluer now. The season after I left, they redid the field because they redo it every six years, and it got bluer somehow. Um, <laughs> And more orange in the end zone. It's definitely more neon. I filmed for Boise too. So I did home and away games. And home games, for those of you listening that know anything about video, you have to white balance. You typically have to white balance off something white. Mm -hmm. The colors pop correctly. Well, you're white balancing on a blue field off of an orange end zone because that's the only way to make it not look purple. So my eye, when I get done with that whole thing, when I get done filming a game, I pop back like, oh my gosh, my eyes are like seeing blue. And my, every time I close my eyes, it's blue. And it's <laughs> you know, there's a rumor that uh, they had issues with birds and stuff landing on the field, mm-hmm. smoking into the field. It's true, it's true. Found quite it's a few true. geese on the field. Other nice. birds that nice. like to dive into water. Can you give some recruits, some valuable kind of just insight or, you know, maybe your recommendations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we were fortunate we had a, we had a recruiting service on. You don't have to give us your opinion on those. It's okay. We'll, <laughs> you know, we know you're, we know you're the expert, but what, what do you tell recruits who may say, you know what? I sent this coach this message and I never got anything back or he never responded, or he, he, reached out to, he reached out to me and I tried to respond back, but I don't hear anything. Give co- recruits some advice as to how they should go about these, these yeah. common problems. Well, I think the biggest thing is that when you're reaching out to these coaches, I would recommend more so looking for the director of recruiting or the director of on-campus recruiting at that school and email them and include your transcript. The first thing we do- That's a great tip. Yeah. yeah. The first tip. thing we do when we, when we hear from a recruit in any capacity is try to find their transcript. And if they provide that for us, that's just 
us getting to your film a lot quicker. Because if you have, you know, if you don't have the grades we're looking for that's eligible, then we can't fall in love with your film because it doesn't matter. It wouldn't matter at the end of the day anyways. Um, so starting with the transcript, that's, I mean, that's what I do a lot of. Um, I work with the compliance department directly to evaluate okay. eligibility, um, which is huge. I mean, and we're, we're evaluating these kids their junior year at the latest. A lot of these kids are starting to look at their scores or their classes as, as sophomores. Um, and so by the end of their junior year, we should be able to tell them, hey, this has been overviewed by compliance and eligibility, and these are classes that you need to take in order to be compliant with us in the year. Or, hey, you're doing really well, you can lighten up your senior year a little bit and focus on this. And, and so having that transcript really starts the ball rolling for you. Sending your film is, is great, but that's the first thing we're gonna look for anyways, especially Coach Drinkwitz. I mean, his big thing is, is academics and, and those chasing two dreams. So the first thing he sends us, someone sends us a kid, or we send a kid's name, he goes, you got a transcript on him. Then we move forward. If we say no, then we have to go back and backtrack and go find it. So I always tell kids that ask me, make sure you start with academics. And if you don't feel comfortable sending your academics, then hopefully you have enough time to, to get that bumped back up because that's going to be the biggest key. Uh, you, have to, you have to be accepted and enrolled into the program to play football at all. Um, so starting with academics, but really, it's just who you contact. I mean, these coaches get a lot sent through their DNA. And especially what I've realized as I've kind of moved programs is just how much these coaches have in their, in their email. I mean, everything. So there, there are specific departments that are meant to handle recruiting and that film. And I mean, just really reaching out to the, the people that that's their job is to look through that stuff rather than sending it to somebody who might get six other things and unfortunately just gets lost in the mix. And he's got all this other stuff going on. He's got his own position room that he's working with day to day. And there's just so many different things he's focused on that that might just slip through the cracks and it's not intentional. It's just, just knowing who you're reaching out to is, is key. Cause everyone I see, I just send right on. I pass on mm -hmm. to who I feel needs to go onto it. And I don't let anyone just sit in my inbox because that's my job. And whereas someone else that might, you know, that's not their main focus, they haven't checked their inbox in three days, that right. might not be the same case. So just right. who you reach out to and then what you send them, because it really does, that's the first thing we're going for is your transcript. JR, what weekends do you have available for your official visit? I mean, we could coordinate, maybe we can go together. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'll be I your handler. You know, you guys you could go. plan for the Georgia game, and then on Thursday night, I'll take you to Chris Stapleton. How's that? Perfect. All right. Y'all got y'all got South Carolina at home this year, or is no. that one in South Carolina? We go to South Carolina. Okay, I love okay. South Carolina, so I'm still really. That'll be another one that was similar from last year too. That was actually yeah. the first SEC I'd ever been into. Was last year played playing them on November 9th. Yeah, I'm That's still right. bitter about that game, but it's okay. She, she's not. She's okay. Yeah, she's <laughs> That's the nose of score. Fantastic. That's awesome. This is I'm editing that out. <laughs> no, don't edit that. Leave that. Make it Leave the that. title. <laughs> That's right. This has been absolutely fantastic. You already um you've already become a native Colombian and you are ready to rock and roll at Mizzou. Yes. So you know, uh you'll probably have plenty of black and gold before it's all over but if you are uh, ever available jr and i are calling some offense on friday nights down at jefferson city high school 
awesome. for the Jefferson City Jays, and you are welcome to come down on the sideline and tell us what we're doing wrong, yeah. how we can fix it. Just put me in a headset. And, uh, Let's go. We got you. <laughs> oh, we're, we could absolutely 100% do that. She films. We're always looking for good end zone film, filmers. So, I have uh, real good film. I can tell you that. If you can email us at breakdownsportsllc at gmail.com and include mm-hmm. a copy of your transcript, <laughs> you, we would definitely take a look at that. Uh, thank you so much. Really, thank absolutely. you very much. And go Mizzou, right? Yeah, go Tigers. absolutely. M-I-Z. I, I love it. Z-O-U. I'm not saying J-R. Z-O-U. <laughs> oh, I do it. I'm not doing it. I do it. You're not, I'm not you're, doing it. Surprised he didn't wear his, his South Carolina shirt, actually, yeah, to be I honest with you. Absolutely. Well, welcome to the new zoo. For me and JR and Miss Schoonover, we're out. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Oh, 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 oh,